and welcome to Finance Matters, a podcast brought to you by UVA Finance, UVA's trusted financial partner. Finance Matters is a podcast series where we bring you bite-sized thoughts, stories, and inspiration in the hopes that they'll be useful to you on this road we're all on to do our best and be our best in the realm of financial matters here at UVA. I'm your host, Brandy Van Ormer, coming back to you again with my co-host, Patty Marbury of Finance Outreach and Compliance. Hey, Brandy. Hey, Patty. We closed our last pod talking about crucial conversations and um, the importance that those have for both our our work lives and personal lives. Um, As we enter into finance transformation, crucial conversations, we think, have the potential to become even more important because the opportunity for people to have differing views on how things should be done um, will definitely be there. And I I have found, especially in the year and a half, almost two years now that I've been here, that people are really dedicated in finance to doing a good job. They have a lot of pride and investment in their work. And it's a beautiful thing and a reason why I wanted to come work here and a reason why I've really enjoyed being here. But it's also um, one of those things that can make conflict difficult and crucial conversation difficult because there's a lot at stake for us personally sometimes mm-hmm. in, in these um, situations we find ourselves in. Yep. So we're, if you haven't already listened to that um, previous podcast about crucial conversations, I would say take stop for just a second and go back and listen to that one because we lay some of the groundwork. But now we're going to move on and um, go further in that prep work stage where we're working on ourselves and thinking about what conversations we need to have and where we're coming from in terms of the conversation. So we had talked about spotting the conversations that you really need to have and thinking about um, what's at stake there. And you talked a little bit about CPR. Yeah, the CPR, not not the uh, cardiopulmonary resuscitation. That's right. But It's not um, going to get to that in the conversation. You should <laughs> not have to not. be performing CPR. Ho- hopefully not. Um, <laughs> but... Um, CPR is content pattern and relationship. Right. And so you, you think about the issue that you need to, to talk about. Um, is there a pattern or not? And also is what impact it has on the relationship that you right. have with the other person. Okay. And so those, those are the things you need to think about first. And um, before we go further, I, I did want to kind of give credit for the model that we're discussing comes from the Crucial Conversations book and, and training content. And that book is written by Carrie Patterson, Joseph Grinney, Ron McMillan, and Al Switzler. So I don't want anyone to think that I've sat here and made up all these things. <laughs> this so, is the Patty Marbury so, method. So, we'll link all um, that down in the, the notes for you. So in case one of those authors comes across our content on iTunes, <laughs> that's right. Um, they come across Finance Matters, then um, they'll know that we've given them credit for, for developing the content. So, um, and... When we're talking about crucial conversations, we're just talking about difficult conversations. We're just using this model as a a way to discuss it because um, that is what we've been teaching here at UVA. And just to refresh, what makes it crucial is that there's opposing opinions, high stakes, and strong emotions. That's right. Yeah. That makes a conversation crucial or or, um, it's, it's the things that you identify as difficult. Likely you know what they are because they're the ones that you think about and you think, oh, you want to avoid it. You don't want to talk about it. You put it off or you've had them and they just did not go well. You wake up at one in the morning and think about it. You stand in the shower and like think about what you could say that you never do. Right. 
Yep. Or those things, so often we, we say, I wish I would have said whatever. Um, and you feel like you don't have a, a chance to do that. More often than not, you do have a chance to go back and redo when it comes to a, a conversation. And it's good to do that work ahead of time and mm -hmm. think about it so that you do a better job at it. If you've tried once before to have a conversation and it went poorly, don't despair. Do it again. Do it again. Yeah. And do it better. So that's what we're here to yeah. talk about today is yeah. that how to, how to have a better outcome. Yeah. So this the, the, the next part that I wanted to kind of talk about with, um, we're still talking about focusing on yourself before. Before you actually go into a conversation so we've identified the conversations that we need to have the next thing is to um, stay focused on what you really want out of the um, out of the conversation or out of what it what is it that you're trying to accomplish um, and to stay focused on that and one of the things that in the in the crucial conversations class we do is um, exercise on um, how to how to stay focused on what you really want by doing a an exercise that talks about unhealthy motives versus motives of dialogue or, or healthy motives, and so when you think about that, you think about what what are the what do we mean by unhealthy motives? Um, those are the things that you that are um, it's like you go into a conversation and you feel like you need to be right or you need to look good or save face or um, win or win right i want to i want this to go my way at all right costs. um or in a more passive way that you want to avoid conflict um or that you want to punish the other person or blame the other person or even um another one that's a little bit more passive is keeping the peace those are unhealthy motives and that can feel noble right yes i mean if, if the situation is stress and highly fraught, it can feel like maybe that's the right thing to do to just back off and say, ah, we'll right. just keep doing it your way or we'll just, I'm right. not going to go there with you. Right. And, and that's exactly what an example of a conversation that you're not having or that you're avoiding um, because you have an unhealthy motive of just keeping the peace. And or just avoiding. to clarify, though, for our listeners, um, this, this is different than like picking your battles. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. this is different. This is something that really needs to happen. Right. Like a conversation you really need to have that you're choosing not to. And it, it has bad ramifications. Yeah. For you and the other person, too. There are times that there might be difficult conversations that you're not having that is better not to have. Right. So so that it's we're not saying that every single thing that you think about as a difficult conversation is one that you that you have to have. Sometimes it is best to let it go um, and not and not and focus really on what truly matters um, yeah to you bring don't need James to have Ryan's book again. yeah yeah you don't yeah. need to have a difficult conversation with your colleague who brings messy food into the microwave maybe right right maybe, maybe that's not worth <laughs> yeah uh, the prop the the conversation I like that you brought up James Ryan though because um, as I was looking through some of the notes on crucial conversations, when we're at this this part of staying focused on what you really want, they say start with heart. Yes. Like getting to the heart of the mm -hmm. matter and that that question in weight, what thinking about what really matters. Yes. That was a nice connection. And I think you find always when themes like this come up again and again, it's because it's something important. 
<laughs> yes. Yeah, not that James Ryan like discovered something groundbreaking, nor did the, the folks who wrote the Crucial Conversations book and framework, but that that's just really important to for the success of any interaction, right. to think about what really matters and not get lost in some of these unhealthy motives or um, not get lost in what maybe isn't something that we need to have a conversation yeah. about. So, so some of the things that they talk about as healthy motives are things like um, finding out the truth about things or learning about each other or, and my favorite is um, strengthening relationships is to me the thing that I think is the most important about um, dealing with or having these crucial conversations is that ultimately you want to strengthen relationships. Right. And so, um, so again, that's, that's another thing you can do. So, so you, you think about the conversations that you want to have, and then you think about the, your motives in going into those conversations or what is your intent? What do you want to get out of it? What do you really want? What do you want for yourself and for that relationship? And ultimately like in the work context, what do you want for the organization? Right. So you think about, um, when you're thinking about these conversations, you think about what did, if you, if there are conversations you had that didn't go well, you think about why didn't they go well? Why didn't the conversation go well? What was my, what was I trying to get out of it? Or what was my intent? Was I pushing too hard? Was I trying to win? Was I blaming the other person? Those kinds of things. Yeah. And the things that, the things that were said and the things that were not said. Right. Yeah. Yep. Um, and so in, in thinking about that, you think about what do I really want? What do I want for myself? What do I want for the other person? What do I want for the relationship that we have? And what do I want for the organization? Um, so. Because if you can get those things nailed down before you have the conversation, I think the likelihood of the other person understanding where you're coming from is greater and they can see that you have good intentions. Right. Yeah. Yep. 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 Cool. That's, that's the most important thing to, um, to share, even, even actually share your intention. That's, that's fine in a conversation to actually say what it is you want. Say it out loud. Say it to the other person. That can be uncommonly hard. Yeah. Oh, it absolutely is hard. (laughs) You think it would not be a hard thing that we might be hardwired to speak up about what we want, but it's not always. And, um, I mean, you, I'm thinking of this more in the terms of personal stuff, but with work stuff, um, I think sometimes the, I, the desire to really look like you know what you're talking about and kind of yeah. be professional, that might keep us from really just saying, this is, this is what I want and I, this is why I think it's good. Yes. And to just be vulnerable, I guess, mm-hmm. about that. It, I think it is a place of vulnerability when you say what you really want. So... But it, it's, it's also honest. It's so. honest and meaningful. And I think about the times even in a work context, context, especially when I've had these kind of conversations, like either been the person initiating it or had it initiated to me. Um, actually, and thinking about it, especially from that side, being the person who somebody is coming to me because there is some kind of issue or problem not necessarily with me, but um, something that we have to work on. It is so admirable when someone in a professional capacity goes there with that level of honesty. Mm-hmm. This is what I want. This is what I care about. Right. Um, you know where you are. And that breeds a healthy relationship 
and it produces better results because we have that common ground and we can feel a little safer with one another. Right. I mean, the worst thing is, is that when you don't know what the other person's motives are. Yeah. So you don't know what they're... You, you fill in the blanks too, don't that's you? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And so let's talk about that. That's actually a really good segue into the next, the next part about before you... Um, before you even go into a conversation with another person. In the book, they talk about this um, this idea of mastering your stories. And what they mean by stories are the things that you tell yourself about, about other people, about incidents that happened. There are things that you, that may be based in fact, um, and stories may even be true. Um, but but very often they aren't. They are judgments or perceptions that we make up to explain facts or to justify behavior, that kind of thing. Yes, like, you know, she didn't really seem to be in listening to me in that meeting. And I think it's because she thinks, I don't know what I'm talking about. When right. it could be that that other party um, was getting texts from their significant other and was distracted. Right, right. Yeah. Um, one of the other crucial conversations trainers talks about in the class sometimes this, um, where she was in a meeting with somebody and they kept rolling their eyes and she thought, and she told herself the story that the person was rude and, and rolling her eyes at her. And it turns out the person had, um, something wrong with, um, <laughs> like they had like, like a eyelash in, or a contact <laughs> with, out of place or something like that. It was something very, um, you know, something completely different than what the person told. So that's a that's a pretty, you know, superficial example of a story that we might tell ourselves. But that's a good example because those kinds of things happen all the time. And what I teach this class, and and um, I often tell people to challenge themselves to go through a day and identify when they've told themselves a story. Um, sometimes it's fun because you go to you know good people watching and you can tell yourself stories about different people. And that's yeah. just kind of a fun thing, but, um, to challenge your assumptions, you know, right. like what am I assuming that, the, that this other person, where they're coming from or what their attachment right. is or. Right. And so when we talk about, um, tell, mastering the story where we, we need to identify when we're telling ourselves a story, but what you what happens is you see and hear something. So you see something that happens or you hear something that happens. You tell yourself a story about something or you make um, judgments or you have perceptions about that. And then what happens is that makes you feel a certain way and then act on those feelings. And so often that's not results in not acting in an appropriate or good way. Or, yeah, um, a way that's going to get you the desired result. It's kind of like you shoot yeah. yourself in the foot before you even get there. And you torture yourself mentally a little bit. Yeah. And so, <laughs> so really the goal is to um, to really focus on the facts and not and, and be able to differentiate between what's a fact and what's a perception or a judgment you're making based on that fact. And kind of separate them out and stay focused on the facts. Well, we're edging ever closer to actually having that conversation and um, what you do in, in that conversation and staying focused um, as you have the conversations. Um, we're going to save that last piece of the puzzle there for a future podcast. So for now, uh, we'll put the information about the book and some other resources in the show notes so that you can check it out. But we'll continue our discussion 
in a future pod. Thanks again for joining us today for Finance Matters. You can always read more about what we're up to on the finance blog. That's uvafinance.blogspot.com. If you've got an idea for a podcast, something you'd like us to talk about or something that you'd like to talk about, we haven't yet had many guests on the show, but that is definitely a plan. Um, Let us know. You can email me. You can email Patty. You can tweet us ideas if you're on the Twitterverse at UVA underscore finance. That's all we have for you for now. Until next time, do good work because what you're doing matters.